And then Texas shooting. Oh, I get it. You're on. And then Kevin Space. Awesome. I think we have our introduction. Kevin Space. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Kevin Space. Incompatible. How's it going? On today, what is it? November fifth, twenty seventeen. Are we live? We are live. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell me this shit. You I'm here tell me anything. once again for another week of entertainment with my man Muhammad Amuzagar. What's up, baby? And also with us today is no one because we couldn't get our friends. <laughs> we, to come. we couldn't find a Sunday. <laughs> we couldn't find our friends. Apparently, people are really busy on Sundays. Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that, but hopefully, maybe one day we can get someone to to come by and talk. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I don't know. What do you want to start with, Mohammed? It's been a busy week. I'm kind of I'm kind of puzzled on where to start you with. You want to start on a negative note? Well, we usually do start with the news, so let's start with the news. All right. With Muhammad Abuzakar. Go for it, man. What do you want to talk about? If you want to go in chronological order, it would be Manhattan, the sh- Manhattan shooting. But if you want to go... Oh, man. With- well, that wasn't a shooting, was it? Manhattan. Was it a shooting or a bombing? Oh, I thought it was a guy who ran over people with his car. Oh, that was a truck thing. That was, that was, in, that was on Halloween, right? Oh, if I remember correctly. Shoot. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, and the reason we want to bring that up is because just today another shooting happened mm. uh, in Texas. And the reason why it's interesting is because I've been watching you know, a lot of news and a lot of tweets from people. And you kind of start seeing this, the discrepancy mm. in people's responses to these events. Like right? what? Well, because with the, with the Halloween event, right? With the oh, Halloween I see what you're thing, saying. You know, it was, it was you know, what you normally see, right? Mm. We need to, you know, do something about our borders, blah, blah, blah. It's, like, politicized. And then, again, when something like this happens in Texas, which was in a rural area, unfortunately, it was in a church of all mm. places. And, you know, 26 people apparently died, which is just devastating. And this is not too long after not only the thing that happened on Halloween, but then the Vegas shooting. Vegas, and then it's yeah. just, you know, this is coming, becoming so frequent and so common now. It's also the that, way that Trump responds to it. Yeah, but I'm, but it's like, how are people like, are people slowly like kind of getting used to it, you know? And it's just like, oh, I mean, they've man, been used another, to it, you know? like, you know, another shooting. But now all these, you know, I don't know why, but maybe it's just now that it's like the end of the year all this stuff is happening and people are like oh man another one another one they're trying to meet the quota yeah but i in any case i still feel kind of like it's weird how like they're reported so differently mm. but you know again we're talking about uh, a, a state that has some pretty lax gun laws having you know a mass shooting that happened and it's all really unfortunate <clears throat> so uh you know you know what yeah. what do we say i mean just the way Trump responds to this shit really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It was on, I think it was Halloween, it was on Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like right off the bat, Trump goes, Yeah, we need border patrol. He's looking directly at the camera too. He doesn't need his fucking notes. So he goes right at the camera, Yeah, let's, we have to uh, um, get this uh, a border patrol on. And, uh, but like today, and you, you just saw his speech right now, reading off a fucking piece of paper. You know, yeah, just like not even like trying like to show any sympathy, you know, just all bullshit words. Well, I think he has to read off the paper because they they don't trust him to go off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the issue. Even though he does, but yeah, it's just today he didn't really seem to even give a shit. Yeah, you know no, I mean? Uh, I mean, no, I think I think he gave a shit, but it, you know, 
the problem is was that you know he has to choose his words carefully you know because obviously he's trying to push a particular agenda there's some people that you know he's obviously friends with well what is and, his agenda like i mean do? i mean he, you know he has a base that he caters to you know mm. and there are things that he is vehemently you know not ever going to go against and i think one of those things is like gun laws and, and all that stuff I mean, he's a businessman, you know, like that's how I think that's how he just sees the world. You know, everything is a business. Isn't it unfortunate, though? Like this, this guy what was named David. I, I forgot his name. Patrick Kelly. Are you talking about this guy who's been putting out like, no, the shooter today? The, 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 oh, the I, don't, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I'm deferring to you for yeah. the information. I think his name was Darren. I forgot his name. He's like, uh, he's 26 years old, ex-military. Right, so this guy knows how to work weapons and shit. Right, I thought that was very interesting. But you said he was kicked out. Yeah, I think uh, it was bad conduct discharge because of I domestic see. violence. Oh, I see. So this guy had some kind of issues already. I mean, you can call it issues, but yeah, I well, don't know. well, you know, that's the interesting part, right? That's what a lot of people are saying is that this is a multi-layered issue. It's not just gun control. It's this yeah. like mental health and all that other stuff it's deeper than that and i'm like yeah well. they're also trying to spin it like he's alt left what does that mean like this is just like this is like a new keyword that's coming into history you know how there's alt right mm -hmm. those neo-nazis now oh, like like a violent left yeah alt left and i don't know how they got there but people on twitter are going and crazy. this guy who's who got kicked out of the army who yeah. is in like a rural area of Texas, right by San Antonio? Yeah, is alt left. Alt left. That's what I was okay. saying. Okay, and, he, and he's also like a a, a gun enthusiast. You know, alt lefts. How is probably are not going to be gun enthusiasts. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't assume so. It's very. It's you know. It, it's just a very odd situation, right? But like. You know, I don't. I just you just gotta keep asking how many times is it gonna take before people start doing something about it? You know. Like, this is almost insanity, right? It's like the same thing that happens every time, and we hope, like, you know... It's up to the people something, something different is going to yeah. happen. It's up know? to the people now. You yeah. Know? Like, at this point, there's, you just know the government's not going to do anything. Right. No, it, it, it's it's unfortunate, but, um, you know, you know, we're thinking, you know, we only hope for the best for those people. You know, mm. these things are devastating. Um, it's scary because, honestly, like, now I think people are feeling for them. Uh, like, have at least more empathy when things like this happen because now it's like you know this can really happen anywhere it really could you know like this this area like it's just you know typical america in like a rural area small knit community mm -hmm. in like a local church that i bet everyone in that church knew each other yeah you know and then just like that you know it's 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 crazy and now i think people are well once it hits closer and closer and closer to home i think I think that's when some change is gonna happen. So yeah, I feel like we've we've talked about this before. It was very no, we I, I honestly I don't even like talking about <laughs> these mass shootings, but it's important to talk about it and also to know that as Muslims, you know, like this is our country. You yeah. know, like we live here. You know, we hope to one day have kids here. You yeah. know, we want it to be safe. We don't want we don't want to be living and you know we want the American dream and to live that life like everyone else. That's why we're here. That's why our parents came here. Exactly. You know, and uh, we want to be safe. We don't want to go around like imposing our will on people or, you know, or anything like that. And you know, we're we're scared of these shootings. I mean, 
it's so weird, like, especially in the USA being the developed country it is, mm. you know, and having the most shootings like this it's embarrassing. than any other, than any other um, country yeah. like us. So it's embarrassing, dude. And it's scary. And it, it's these, these are like the, the signposts, right. Of like, something is wrong. These are the red flags <laughs> that like something yeah. is wrong. Right. When you have trends like this. And I think, you know, I, I think something needs to be done, but anyway, uh, any anything else in the news world? Because you know, oh man, let, let, I am let, so pissed off at Kevin Spacey. Oh no, Bro, I was waiting. I was waiting so long mm. for House of Cards. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. That was a huge curveball. Yeah, it came out of um, nowhere. A lot of this like sexual harassment stuff that happened, like this, this was like a you know how these things like come in waves. This is yeah. a tsunami. This is a tsunami. This is just a tsunami of all these people coming out with so many like. <sighs> You know, of these sexual harassment claims and like, it's crazy to see how, like how often we just bottle things up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just everywhere. People are just bottling these things yeah. up, not talking about it. Um, but now like that hard Weinstein thing just kind of like blew the lid off Pandora's box kind of just open. And honestly, like in a good way though, yeah. because like these you know people should be called out. He's getting arrested, I think. Kevin Spacey's getting arrested? No, um, oh, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Oh, wow. I, I don't know about that. At this point, he's kind of old <clears> news, but this is like the Harvey Weinstein, like the post Harvey Weinstein era yeah. of like just people getting put on blast. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. Fucking Kevin um, Spacey. And Kevin Spacey just straight up like a whole series is canceled, which I'm sorry if you watched it. I tried watching one season of house of cards. I just got super depressed, uh-huh. but I'm sure other people <laughs> who have been watching it for a couple seasons uh-huh. are, you know, very sad that it's over. I know I would be for a yeah. show that I like. Oh, it's a great show, dude. Just fuck. It just ended on a big cliffhanger. Yeah, you know, uh, and I guess it'll stay that way. Hmm. Unfortunately, or is there one more season coming out? And then uh, it's over? Like this season that was coming was supposed to be the last one, but they just totally canceled it. Wow. Netflix on wow. like the, the day of, that's, it was like, yep, canceled. That's pretty. It's pretty ballsy by Netflix, man. Yeah. Like you got to be on it. Like wow, they're just protecting their image. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of people do that. Like, you know, a lot of companies now own YouTubers. Hmm. Have you heard about this? No. So, like, for example, you know, like, PewDiePie, right? He's, like, with the biggest YouTuber. Like, has PewDiePie? You never heard of PewDiePie? No. Okay. So, anyone who hasn't heard of PewDiePie, he's, like, he has, like, 56 million subscribers. He has, he has the fuck. most subscribers on, on YouTube. Holy shit. Right? Um, and he had these, like, very, like, controversial videos that came out. And his his company was kind of owned by Disney, right? What? Yeah. So, like, technically... He is like he's on Disney's payroll, right? What did he do wrong? Uh, so he put out a couple of videos that were a little like controversial. Um, one of them was he paid. There's this there's this website called Fiverr. I don't know if you heard like five Fiverr. Like, like I use it all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. So he used Fiverr, and he asked these two I think Indian guys okay. to put up like a sign that said like Hitler did nothing wrong or something like that. Okay, and they did it because he wanted to see how far people would go on on Fiverr essentially as like a video <laughs> he was making on YouTube. Okay. So he made this video and it became, it, there was a huge backlash over it because they're like, what the heck? Like this guy is like, you know, is this guy kind of like a Nazi supporter? Like, why is he doing like promoting this stuff? And Hillary did nothing wrong. Hitler did nothing oh, wrong. Hitler did Hitler nothing Hitler wrong. Did nothing wrong. Sorry. Oh, did I say Hillary? I sound like Hillary to me. Oh, no, fuck. no, no, no. This is like Hitler did nothing wrong. Right. And it was a joke. And like, People went on, uh. like, was on his case about it, and like after this stuff, and I think there is like some other like small events that happened around. There's just some controversial videos coming out, and the Wall Street Journal like 
went at him, like directly at him and was just like, screw this guy, PewDiePie, look at all of this stuff. And like, why are, um, why is YouTube allowing ads on this guy's site? What is, what does Disney have to say? What does YouTube have to say about this? Like they were just going at these people, at at the people who kind of like work around, like that PewDiePie works around, you know? Holy shit. And Disney just straight up just dropped them. They're just like, what does he do? Like on YouTube? He, he started off as like a video game kind of channel. Oh, is where he do video games, like play scary games. People would watch him. And then Uh he started doing like comedic stuff, like watching funny video, you know, just, he's one of those guys, like I, I watch him actually. Really? um, Because I'm just fascinated by it, you know? Mm. So many people are subscribed to him and I want to know like, what is it that people Mm. like about him? And he, he, he does a pretty good job now at this point in his life where he, he knows the game right okay and he epitomizes kind of youtube to a t as far as like huh. you know the motifs and the themes he you know and the things that he puts in his videos it's very interesting so that's why i watch him and he, he is entertaining for for what he does PewDiePie. i don't know if he's 56 million worth but <laughs> you know all of his videos are always have a million plus you know views on them so hitler did nothing wrong right. so yeah so like like i'm saying like stuff like this happens you know we're like you know, hmm. you do something wrong, you know, that higher ups don't like and boom, you're axed like that. There are comedians that actually go like super far, like Daniel Tosh, uh, Tosh, Daniel yeah. Tosh, like him and the other dude, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. But th- there's a lot of comedians that just go too far. Mm-hmm. But like, where is the limit for comedy? You right. know? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Totally. I, I agree. But, you know. That's life. And I'm sorry that you lost your show, man. Ah, fuck. But I like this. We're going into like... They new- might spin it with the uh, with his wife. I don't know. I, you don't watch the show. You don't know. Oh, no. I know. The blonde woman? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. might spin it off and like they'll just kill off Kevin Spacey. Like in the, fir- in the first two minutes. I mean, that's like the Charlie Sheen thing, right? Where like... You ever, did you watch Two and a Half Men? No, I never did. Okay. Well, I used to watch it. And it was a pretty funny show. Yeah. And then like they just killed him off screen. Like they killed off Charlie Sheen. Oh, that screen. was his punishment. Yeah, because yeah, he had a lot of problems with, with that show, and then they brought in Ashton Kutcher, and that whole thing happened. But they just straight up like killed. They had like a funeral for him on the show. What? And it was like, yeah, they just took all the shots at Charlie Sheen's character that they could. It's supposed to be a comedy show, right? It's yeah. a sitcom. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. had like a straight up like the main character died. Yeah, they straight up just killed him off because the the whole fallout that happened then. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was winning, you know. Like, all, oh my god! Nonsense. It happens. It happens a lot. I, you know, oh when you think about it. But this, this, you know, this stuff with Kevin Spacey. That stuff was crazy. Just with the sexual harassment stuff coming from like men, like other actors and stuff like that. It was just, oh, it was. What was Charlie Sheen's problem? I forgot. He had a drug he, problem. Yeah, he had a drug problem. He had a lot of problems, man. I would I would imagine he is someone that was like just so jaded, like it was just, yeah. he was just probably like so difficult to work with, and hmm. you know I mean that was like at this point feels like ages ago. So um, he he had a drug addiction, but and, like that was it. He didn't do anything stupid. I mean I don't I don't know all the details. I don't remember it, but he had a lot of problems with like the showrunners. Oh yeah, so but, like, like why was it such a big deal back then? Because he was like this big like I mean Two and a Half Men was like one of the biggest shows on TV at the time. So yeah, it's like. It's, it's very, actually, I guess, similar to the Kevin Spacey thing in some ways because it's like a beloved show and the main character is like, gets fired, essentially, right? No, but I remember like, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen's problem was like a societal problem. What do you mean? You know, like, like he was getting uh, scrutinized for his, his uh, 
behavior his behaviors you know like just sure like i mean you, if he does drugs like i don't give a shit like why is this on the news sure and then he also got like hiv and then all this other stuff was so, happening it was just fuck. it was just a lot of weird crazy stuff was happening like he was becoming too controversial and i think just too hard to handle like i think that's just what it was i mean he yeah. didn't sexually abuse anyone right i honestly don't remember he honestly he might have he and, might I, have, and like, i would not be surprised but it's just that's just you know it's what happens in I mean, in this world you know i mean it's it, Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's it's his life, dude. Like, leave him alone. Yeah, but uh, oh, this is very entertainment heavy. I I wanted, I honestly have this huge interest in entertainment, uh, bro. Yeah. Talking about entertainment, mm. we watched the fights last night. UFC two seventeen. Oh, okay. So now oh, we're going to sports entertainment. Yeah, with Muhammad Musa. <laughs> <laughs> bro, just bro. I I woke up this morning. I was like, I need to check if last night actually happened. Yeah, I will admit, as someone who doesn't watch UFC, mm. I was thoroughly entertained that whole entire yeah. card. Dude, it was worth it, it was worth sixty bucks. Yeah, the, the, those five fights that happened were very entertaining. There was a lot of drama. It reminded me a lot of like WWE yeah. with the way that they like set it up. <laughs> yeah, and then when the fighting actually happens, and it's just so like brutal and real. Ah, fuck. Um, but it was it was very entertaining. Like three different champions were announced, which like as in. Three people were fighting the champions, mm -hmm. and all three champions lost, which is That's insane. insane yeah. um, even I understood that, like, wow, this is a big shakeup. You know, it's a lot of these people who are very good at what they do. Yeah. A lot of vicious fighters all going down. Yeah. And they're all, like, cocky champions too yeah that's true they, they kind of like, were they're talking <laughs> shit cocky and then they all got i think they all got finished yeah yeah they all got finished which was like crazy Dude. they were very intense fights yeah um, amazing night yeah holy shit um versus some other fights you've shown me where like they go the distance which mm -hmm. is like they just go the whole round without like, getting knocked out i was yeah these were all just like knockouts <laughs> like early knockouts and it was mm -hmm. very exciting so I will admit that was entertaining. I, I now I get what you see in it. Mm -hmm. Now the, the only thing is that after watching that, I was like so stressed out. Like you know what I'm saying? Why? No, like I wasn't maybe stressed out isn't the best word. I guess it was like just fatigued after watching all of it because it is so like intense. It's also very long too. Because yeah. we, we were watching I mean, since five. That that that's true. It was long, but it was also very intense. Like yeah. watching people get punched and kicked and yeah bleeding you know like it's just a very heavy <laughs> thing to watch you know what i'm saying like yeah. if you're if you're like if you know but you if, like if you're, watching if you're, it. if you're just a person who has like that light heart and they can't take it yeah. like yeah it's not for you yeah but, when jsp was uh was bleeding on michael Bisbee. yeah that was like very gruesome and yeah. you know i for me like after watching that i was like i just watch people just punch each other for the past like yeah. four hours <laughs> and i am like spent <laughs> yeah but for some reason humans love watching this stuff dude it goes oh. all the way back to the gladiators uh, days oh yeah we just love two people fucking Killing yeah. each other. I mean, there was this one sports commentator who said it like really well. He was like, if you have a couple guys with a ball playing with it, going mm -hmm. at each other, and you have two people with fists going at each other, people always go to the guys with the fists who are like yeah. fighting each other. It's just always something that everyone looks at and is like, what's happening? What's going on? Why and is it like that? It's just, we love drama, man. We love the drama. We love the violence. Yeah, <laughs> There's something ex exhilarating about it. Yeah. And that's what I get what people who watch like UFC. It's just so exhilarating to mm -hmm. see two people just with bloodlust just go at it, you know? I heard it's haram. Like, it's like... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Way to bring it... Yeah. Way to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, brought it back, baby. I, I heard it was haram. Like, some guy was telling me, like, this is... Like, if you, if you watch it, you're committing watch a sin. Watch it, it's haram? Yeah. Like, I don't know if, about if, that. If, yeah. Um, 
Even if you I watch mean, or you actually participate in the fight. And what about boxing? I mean, that's fighting too. Any, I mean, these do Muhammad, damage your body. Was Muhammad Ali committing a sin every time he got into the ring? According to that guy, yeah. Who, what guy? Or you just, can't just say guy. <laughs> I mean, I've heard this before. Like a long time ago when I was a kid. Uh, dude, I mean... You know, I think sometimes people put a little bit of their own thing into it. Can you see what's wrong with it, though? I mean, people hurting each other. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, mm. the violence shouldn't probably be, probably be something that is shown to us very often. Because, mm. you know, obviously the whole desensitizing thing affecting people's emotion. Like, eventually you get to a point where you see people fighting each other and it doesn't affect you the same way. Like, you're not, like, disgusted. You're just like, oh. No, like, dude, it doesn't affect you. Live is different. You haven't seen this shit live. Sure. But I mean, that's what they say. Like, you know, people watching violent shows, you know, mm. like get desensitized to violence. That's a correlation. Uh, I Yeah. And again, it's like, is that actually true? You know, like to some level. Yeah. Like when people play video games and, you know, the first time you see like violent stuff happening in a video game, you're like, oh, dang. Like, mm. Whoa. Like, I don't even know. Like, I remember the first time I played a video game that was violent. I remember it was God of War. <laughs> the first God of War that came out on PlayStation 2 was the most one of the most violent games I'd ever seen. You were a kid, though. and uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a kid, but at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, he just ripped on blood. Like, you yeah. know, it was all this blood. Whatever. And then now I look at it, I'm like, oh, pff, doesn't even look real. You know? Like, it's it's just different, right? Mm. It's just like I have, a, I have a different view of it. Like, oh, this is just whatever. I mean, that's because you're an adult now. Still, it's like, do, did I get over it? You know, like, am, am, or do... Like, for example, does that just not affect me the same way? Or is it just like, oh, like, this is just fake? Like, what is it, really? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the kind of question. I, I don't know. I'm not saying... There is a video game that does get to me when you're playing Dark Souls. Was it Dark Souls when you were playing here? Bloodborne? Bloodborne. Oh, oh my God. I hated that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That did, game was... Did you beat the game? After oh, yeah. You beat oh, the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It took a while, but it was good. It was... Oh, it was, actually, sorry. It was a great game. Mm. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Um, but you know, again, very violent. Yeah, that was a really dark game. Holy shit! It was, it was. Um, but it's like critically and even like fans, everyone loves that game. I mean, but, yeah, it, it was, it was really, it was great. It was a good game. Um, let's see. In other entertainment news, I am totally smitten. By the way, by who? By Thor Ragnarok. Oh shit! <laughs> I totally forgot. I am thoroughly <laughs> smitten with that movie oh, and man. everything about it. Oh, okay? what a great fucking movie! Here's the thing: I'm not, like, I like superhero movies, but I'm like, whatever about them. You know, yeah. like we go watch, you know, superhero. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm excited to go see. I, you know, kind of a nerd that way. I mm-hmm. like superhero stuff since I was young. Yeah. But like Thor Ragnarok, after watching this movie, I'm like, dude, I actually want to go buy the DVD of this movie when it comes, or the Blu-ray of this movie when Let's it comes. Let's go again right now. Because like <laughs> honestly, I was me, I from start to finish, this movie had me. Yeah. Like from the visual style to like just the the theme, the the tone of the movie, yeah. everything about it, I was like, this is such a well crafted movie. It was great, and that that's what I took away from that whole movie. I was like, this is a character we've seen a bajillion times. He's been in a lot of movies. He's been mm. shown in different ways, but this version of Thor and this movie is just like, if I were to make a movie, this is how I want to make a movie. It's right? expensive though. Yeah. No, 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 no totally. It. But um, the director, I'm like a huge fan of his now. Who like is he? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. He's like a he's New Zealander. He's oh, New Zealander. oh, the Samoan dude, right? He, well, he's from New Zealand. Those guys are they're Samoans, bro. It's from New Zealand, and 
I've been watching. Apparently, he's been around for a while. I didn't know that. Uh, but he's that's the thing that Marvel does. They bring in these like indie directors, um, people who don't do big action flicks like this, which I love. You know, mm-hmm. they they do exactly opposite of what like stupid Transformers does and bring in Michael Bay to like blow up stuff for yeah. like two hours. <laughs> um, they bring in these very like avant garde kind of indie develop uh, indie directors to do these movies, and it's very interesting because they just have this different you know perspective um, that's different. They're like, oh, well, I've never seen this in a superhero movie before. Yeah. Let's do that, and that's exactly what they did. Like this guy, he's a comedy director. Oh, he does comedy. Yeah, his previous. Films were all very small budget, um, and one of them was called "What We Do in the Shadows." We actually need to watch this movie. I saw the trailer for it. It's really like crazy. And is it new? They, no, no. I think it came out like a while ago. Oh. Um, it's like it's it's like a comedy about the secret lives of like vampires. Like that's what it is. It's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird. And he he stars in it because he's also an actor himself. Oh. So um, we need to watch that. But this guy is just so funny. His you can tell because this movie was not. It's like an action comedy, and mm. a lot all the shots and the the dialogue. A lot of it was improvised. You know, like you can tell that this was like made. Because this guy is just genuinely funny. Hmm. Like, this director is just so funny. I love him. Nice. He even put himself as like one of the best characters in the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just all around. It was great. And I've just been on this binge just watching him talk about stuff and his perspective on things. I'm like, this guy, this guy's a good movie maker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so nice. I myself, like, I love that. I love the creativity of like, making movies. I, it's been my dream to actually like make a movie. Really? Yeah, I've always wanted to like... I've I've had some small projects like school video projects where I've like tried mm. to like kind of do that like vision that I have in my head of like being a creator and making a movie. Mm. But like seeing how he made this one, I was like, this is genius, man. Like I was like I was yeah. just really excited after that movie. It it was very like it it was almost like he just got the comic book and he brought it to life. You mm. know? Yeah. Cause like Thor was actually not Thor, uh, Hulk was actually talking in this movie. Oh yeah, that's you know? right. It was a different Hulk. Yeah, totally different yeah. Hulk in this movie too. It was just great. Like, honestly, like I feel bad for our friends who didn't come out and see it with us. Yeah, they should have came, dude. Yeah, my friends are like, I don't I hate watching movies sitting there for two hours. I was like, what the heck? I mean, I do understand it. <laughs> yeah, it but could've... I but th- this did not feel like a two hour movie. Mm. It was done like that, and I was like, mm. I wish this movie was longer. <laughs> it was just so well done from start to finish. I really had very few problems with the movie yeah. overall. I was very. I was just unex. I was not expecting that yeah. at all. It was so, good. It was a good movie. I'm looking forward to more of that guy's work mm. for sure, and I hope they bring him back for some other big movies. But, uh, but you can tell with those kind of indie guys is like they they'll do something big like this and then they'll go back and they do like you know their small thing that they're mm. used to. But I'm, he's still like a really funny guy. So I've I have a new favorite director that I'm I'm gonna be looking at. Mm. What's his name again? Taika. Taika, just Taika. Taika, yeah. Taika. Dude, he's from New Zealand, man. He just has just like like just one name. No, Taika Waititi. Oh, Taika what? What? Waititi. Waititi. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he has like a TED talk and stuff that he did, and I was like, this guy's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this guy is so weird and funny. Taika Waititi is <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. Like I was watching this thing, and they're like, with this movie, like we just went and we're like, dude, have we seen? This happened a million times. Has the dialogue been said a million times? Okay, let's do the opposite. <laughs> and you're like, awesome. Yeah, great. Sometimes that's that's all it takes. Just yeah, sometimes. Someone yeah. who's not even like part of that scene, just bring a new yeah. a new brain into it. Yeah, and that, that's what Marvel has done with other movies in the past, I believe. Marvel's so, killing it, dude. Yeah. 
Like even like uh, when the Avengers movie, right? Um, what's his name? Which one? Did the movie? Who was the director? God, he's a famous director of Avengers. The first one? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who also did like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who? Buffy? Um, who the fuck is Buffy? Dude, I can't even talk. Joss Whedon. There we go. I love Joss Whedon. I don't know if you've seen his other work. I don't know if you watched uh, Firefly before. I haven't seen it. Uh, Firefly is a great show, by the way. I can't believe I haven't seen it. It's pretty much Space Cowboys. It's awesome. Space Cowboys? Yeah, it's pretty great. Is it on um, Netflix? Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's one season in a movie. It's like one of those famous like hmm. cult hits that like never went past one season, but it was like excellent. Hmm. Like no one watched it when it came out, but like it had a huge following afterwards. Yeah, Joss Whedon also, like I hadn't really seen any big blockbusters from him prior to Avengers. the first Avengers. And he like killed it, hmm. you know, like just straight up killed that movie. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, so that's all I wanted to say. Thor Ragnarok, go see it. It was awesome. Five stars. I loved it. I loved every second of that movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. But yeah, we were supposed uh, to have a Sunni on the show this uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> that did, right? It didn't happen. Um, I mean, I think it'll come with time. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's not like our friends are any better at this than us. No. You know, like, <laughs> you know... It's hard to bring someone and put a microphone in front of them and start talking about things right off, yeah, right off the top. It cuff. takes time. Yeah. But I thought it would, might be good just because, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, like, you know, Islam. And we also talk about like Shiism a little bit. Yeah. And like, I think people are kind of confused, really. On, I'm like, confused. What's, on what's going on, right? Yeah. Like, what's the story, right? Yeah. Why is the fighting happening here? What's the difference between this and that? Just too much. Just yeah. too much to think about, right? And I think we can simplify that a little bit. Simplify it for what me, do you please. Think? What do you think? You want to go on the journey with me right let's now? Let's go. Let's go on the journey. Oh, we God. got 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So where do we start, man? All the way from the fucking beginning. Okay. Where, where is <laughs> okay. the beginning? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When you, when you, when people ask you about Islam, what, what, where do you start with them? When they ask me, what is Islam? Yeah. You tell them it's a fucking religion. Okay. Go fucking Google it. Okay, and you start with obviously the prophet, right? I mean, if if they want me to start explaining like, off yeah. the bat, I'm like, uh, yeah, I started with the prophet. Yeah, and then it goes from there. Well, here's the thing: a lot of people there's a, there's a ton of movies and things you can watch about the life of the prophet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which that in its, in its own right is a fantastic you know story to to hear and to listen to um, listen about just unbelievable really in what he was able to do in the small uh, not not really small but in really the epicenter of like the arabic of the arab world Mm. right which is mecca mecca before islam you know kind of it was a religious center of islam It, it used to be a place where people would uh, already uh, have a pilgrimage to and it was also a main trade route as well yeah. so it was a bustling city like you can almost think of it as of like a New York of some sort you mm. know like it was just this city that a lot of trade came through people from all over you know you know the continent on various continents would come to mm. and so it was a very important city in that regard and then this man you know who was born there right the prophet was just he, he single-handedly you know, turn that city upside down from what it was, from being a place that had these pagan rituals, like the the the, the cube, right? The Kaaba, as it's called, yeah. uh, had these stone, you know, statues all within and uh, within and outside of it of gods, various pagan 
religions. Okay. And he essentially destroyed that entire industry, right? This was an industry that the Meccans at the time were surviving on. The tourism and charging tourists for like bringing their stuff. Um, oh, that's why know, they hated him. The the stat, yeah, because they effectively <laughs> killed it. Like especially the rich ones at the time, the, the ones who controlled the city, it completely just changed their, you know, their business. Right. Okay, it makes sense now. Right, and so like when you think of it in that terms, it's just completely unbelievable that this man who didn't really even know how to read and write, um, just completely changed everything, changed people's way of thinking. Right. Hmm. Um, in a place where he was definitely of a different breed, you know, he just wasn't like everyone else. He just thought, diff- you know, he thought of the world differently and he contemplated on the things that people were doing, the practices that they were doing. Right. Uh, we talked about this before, like at that, uh, like before the prophet came and changed it, people would bury their firstborn daughters because it was considered a liability hmm. uh, to have a firstborn daughter because they couldn't, you know, farm and, you know, do all this other stuff, this manual labor stuff, which mm. which could, su- you know, support a family. So it was just completely devastating, right? And he came and just changed all that. He changed how people saw gender, you know, even if you really think about it. Uh, so he did a lot of these things that just changed this area uh, of the world and created a religion that just sprawled up until like Spain, really, mm, all yeah. the way to the ends of China, right down to you know Africa and and all that. It was just everywhere, right? It would, at least within yeah. the known world, mm. it was spreading. Uh, so, but what gets confusing was that he had created such a powerful institution, right? It was such a powerful empire uh, of Islam from a group of people who really did not know like how to manage it right mm-hmm. like you're talking about people who are bedouins like at the time people there was no like you know countries and you know there were small cities but for the most part people were bedouins they would travel you know they're nomads they just travel yeah. from city to city and so you had these people now who all of a sudden just controlled everything <laughs> like literally everything around them was now under an islamic empire and so the question was, who was going to take the reins afterwards? And uh, that's where, like, that's where it starts. That's where it really starts. And there's a lot of things that happened during the prophet's life, like really right before he dies, which are also all very kind of muddled, right? Like, people talk about, like, you know, people don't really know much about what happened after the prophet's life, okay. um, but like those, like, really, you know, kind of chaotic years, in my opinion, of Islam. But even before then, things were starting to get a little confusing, right? So, for example, the prophet, um, he had his first wife, right? Um, Khadija. That okay. was his first wife. That's where he had her, his only heir, his only daughter was from Khadija, his first wife. Okay. Um, and she, she passes away, um, you know. Khadija. Yeah, Khadija passes away. And the prophet is, like, grief-stricken. This is, like, one of the lowest points in his life, right? But later on, he he goes on to, in order to create this empire, he creates these tribal connections. And that's where he has, like, multiple wives, um, right? And so people give him a lot of flack for this, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the prophet had multiple wives, his polygamy and all that stuff. But in, in that time, especially in that area, this is a very common practice in order to have a wife within tribes. Because he was effectively bringing all these, like, Bedouin tribes together. Okay. this is a very tribal tribal society right mm-hmm. so he brings them together he has multiple wives with people with uh with different tribes in order to bring them all together and then the question became that when he passed away who was going to who had the right to lead this this um, this nation this na- right because he came from a very particular tribe the Quraysh, which as they were called right 
his tribe consisted of like members of his family. Was it Quraysh? Like, I don't think yeah, it was Quraysh. That was his. It was Beni Hashim. Sorry. Oh no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. he was Beni Hashim, but Quraysh were the people of Mecca. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then you have the people of Medina. You have the Ansar, right? Mm-hmm. You have you, you have all these different groups of groups of people because um, the Prophet was kicked out of Mecca, and then he goes to Medina, where he kind of like builds up his. Like he really builds up his strength, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to war with Mecca and then he takes over Mecca again, and then you know, okay, that that that'll have that's how he kind of gets Mecca to come under Islam. And so, like, there is when so when the prophet like passes away, that was one of the big issues. It's like, oh, does this person come from his tribe? Does it come from the people of Medina who were the first to help him, mm-hmm. or does it come from the people of Mecca where Islam is like, you know. This is where it all started, right? Okay. Like, this is, like, where the first part of contention came. I think it came with whether it's going to be a relative or his best friend. Well, see, and then and then you had another another issue, right? You had multiple groups who were fighting amongst each other, right? On, like, who would be the successor. Mm-hmm. Because, it, and then you have the people from the Shia school of thought who come from a different, from a different perspective who said, no, the prophet, before he passed away, had clearly stated who was going to be a successor after him, right? So that's the Shia point of view. That That's the Shia point of view. But then, but what the only thing that you can really do is look at history and see what happened, right? And that's the thing. That that book by Leslie Hazleton that I told you to read, that mm-hmm. I know you haven't, but yeah, you know, you're a busy man. <laughs> uh, but if you get the time, I'm sure that once you start reading it, you will, you will continue to read it because it's a very easy read and it's very fascinating. But this, this event occurs where all these groups are coming together deciding who would be the next successor after who would be the prophet successor who would be the leader of this nation now this okay. this empire and so that's where the confusion happens because you have people um so for example one particular person is is the wife of the, one of the wives of the prophet at the time her name is Aisha she right. becomes a very polarizing figure within the muslim world okay okay within the sunni school of thought she is revered in the mm-hmm. Shia school of thought, she is not revered huh. <laughs> at all, right? Why not? Um, do you not know? I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, she, even even historically, her actions are very odd. You know, she's seen as a very sort of, um, I don't know how to say it, like a very opinionated woman, right? Okay. Like she, and she almost does things that like, especially within the Shia perspective, it's like she has no reason doing some of the things that she she's done, hmm. right? It's like out of character, Right. Okay. Um, and we'll get into that later. Right. She becomes problematic later. Like, it's just like the the issues come up later with her. But one of the things that she does do is that when these these multiple groups are coming together to figure out who the next who are the successes, they're like I told you before. You have you have these people who are from Medina that were claiming that they should be. Um, that someone from their tribe should be, and they're the relatives, the the Medina no 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 guys? no no no. So so here's the thing: the people from Medina are called the Ansar, I believe. Right? They're okay. like another group of people. Ansar means blood, right? Sure. That's, I don't know. That's what it means. I, I'm not. I, my Arabic is really shoddy. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but the point is that those were. That's what they call the people from Medina, right? And then you have the people of. Um, of Mecca, right? They have the Meccans, and they're like, "No, this is where he's from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is where Islam started. It should be one of us." Um, and then you just have all these people who are just fighting amongst each other, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the people that that comes up is a very important figure in the Islamic world, and this is Aisha's father, right? Okay. So this is effectively the Prophet's, you know, father-in-law. father-in-law. 
Right. Um, and he, uh, by the Sunni school, is considered the first Muslim. He's considered the first person to accept Islam, the first man. Okay. Okay. Now, this is a problem of contention because mm-hmm. the Shias say that no, Ali or his cousin, right, mm-hmm. uh, who later is the first imam of the Shia school of thought of Shia Islam, is. Define imam real quick. Uh, so, uh, I- imam is essentially like, uh, it means leader, right? Yeah. So, the Shias believe that. His uh, Ali's son-in-law mm-hmm. and also his cousin, I guess, yeah. um, should have been the first leader of the Islamic world, the Islamic Empire, as soon as the Prophet died. And the Shias say that Ali was the first Muslim, mm-hmm. but the thing is, Ali was like kind of a child at this time. But he was, he like was nine years old or something. Yeah, the number is kind of like here or there, but yeah. he was young, um, which is the point. And in that time and in that society. Um, at, being old meant something like the people who were older like you know there was whole respect your elders thing they took that to another level because their mm-hmm. society was kind of built around that system yeah which is very interesting because what muhammad did was effectively destroy all of their old systems yeah but yet that was one of the things that they that was still kind of there was mm-hmm. just like the elderly are more wise right yeah um but you know really if you think about it the prophet himself was younger than all those guys and he was like the head of he was the leader of all of them, right? So there's some problems there. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, the Shias say that no, that Ali should, it was really the first person. Now, he might not have been a man, quote unquote, oh, okay. but like, you know, technicality. He was the, exactly. Like, that's <laughs> what people say. But in reality, people are like, well, it's really like his wife that was the first Muslim, yeah. right? Again, you know, t- another, again, technicality, yeah, right? Technicality again. <laughs> so, so where was I? So you have these people who are fighting over who should be. Um, the successor and this is all while the family of the prophet is actually preparing his body to be buried <laughs> mm. okay so they're actually not involved in this process of this decision making process okay i'm right? lost yeah wasn't there a part i remember hearing this in school there was a mm. part where um this is the part where it gets fuzzy where mm. apparently the prophet's on his deathbed and he asked for a piece of paper you know you know the story right <laughs> continue with it um, I, think I think i remember he asked for a piece of paper so he can write down his will but mm-hmm. it just never happened and then people speculate that like people didn't want him to write it down or it just never happened but these aren't facts which is why there is this shia sunni division um because think- there's there's just different stories i think i mean i don't know about this whole will stuff like that's that's kind of like beyond that's just what i heard when i was a kid yeah i mean anyway let's go beyond that i mean that like this whole time period is very confusing because the thing thing is if there was a will yeah well okay it goes even further but like even before that before he's on his deathbed right Mm. because you're like why would someone wait until their deathbed to be like wait (laughs) i forgot (laughs) one more thing right but anyway, let's go back to this meeting with the people who are deciding. This is called Sakifa, by the way, or Sakifa. Sak- what does Sakifa. that mean? It's just that that's what the discussion that that's what this meeting place was called. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a place. This is where essentially Abu Bakr, who we mentioned was Aisha's father, who was the prophet's wife, 
is appointed the the next success is appointed the successor of the prophet Abu Bakr. Yes, okay. that's his name, Abu Bakr. Right? right, he's not the guy in ISIS. Right? <laughs> that guy. Oh yeah, that's my guy. Right? That was actually very interesting because yeah. that guy I think effectively like took that name because yeah. he became the caliph of the oh. Islamic State, which is like the leader of the Islamic State, and he took that name. Oh, you blew my which mind. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is what Abu Bakr becomes the leader, and he is appointed essentially by. By sheer, like, I think he should be leader. No, I think you should be leader. It's kind of like that kind of scenario. So it was a right? nomination? It was kind of like verbal, like, these people who were very important in the Islamic world were just like, you know what? I say he should be it. And people were like, oh, dang. Oh, shit. He said that? Okay, maybe we should listen to him. Right? Mm-hmm. And the person who said that was was the second caliph, who was Omar. Right? Okay. Omar ibn Khattab, who yeah. was, was the second caliph. So they're very important figures in the Islamic world who are at this meeting, but the Prophet's family isn't there because they're burying him. <laughs> they're burying the Prophet okay. who had just died. All right. So that's that's one thing, is that this is happening very shortly after the Prophet dies. So instead of like being there to mourn and all that stuff, these people are immediately trying to figure out who's going to lead, okay. right? So it's like a very interesting sort of situation, right? Because hmm. in my opinion, I would be like, why, like, why is everyone jumping to the gun on this right now? Like, as soon as he dies, people are like, "Who's got it next?" Right? That, that's kind of weird. Was to it me. really as soon as he died? Well, yeah, like... because the prophet's family wasn't there. They were busy. <laughs> like, hmm. they actually couldn't be there. Is this right? in her book? Yes, it is in her book. book. Yeah, um, that that's where I'm pulling a lot of this information from, and also things that I've learned. Time. Where does she get the facts from? She's a historian. Like multiple, I, I think, narrations, I think she gets from, and just from history. Whose like, narrations? History. What are you talking about? The prophet had narrations throughout his entire life. Like about what he, he did. And no, what but was he's, happening. He, and people also have narrations. At this point, people also have narrations from his companions, which include his wives and include Abu Bakr. And Omar had narrations from all these people. So like these are these this isn't like like controversial stuff i'm telling you this is just like history <laughs> you know okay. like at, at least for now this is just history right? i'm just being skeptical you know i'm just gonna yeah yeah, yeah. no i make sure that's fine yeah uh yeah so it, it's just a very interesting time it's very confused there's a lot of other like little small events that happen here and there that are also very like weird and confusing but probably maybe a little, little bit too much to go into for now but in any case people are deciding who would be you know successor and all that and so in the end of this, Abu Bakr comes on and everyone's like, okay, he's now the leader. If you don't accept him as the leader, we're going to kill you. Like, that's essentially what happens after Abu Bakr takes oh, shit. power. Okay. Right? This is what is called a Harb al-Rida. I don't, I, what? I, I can't pronounce Arabic very well. Harb al-Rida. That's what it's called. Uh, what? Har- so it, translate it? <laughs> it translates to the war of apostasy. Uh, that, that that's what it essentially translates to. I probably should have started off with that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> My Arabic is really bad. Um, you have an accent, dude. You have an American accent. Like, yeah. like you can't translate it into like I don't know. Okay, Whatever. fine. I'll try it later. Maybe when I'm not in a mic. Before <laughs> <laughs> it. But yeah. So then, what happens are the wars of apostasy. So essentially, anyone who wouldn't accept, uh, you know, the the caliphate that had been established were killed. Essentially. <laughs> And there, you know, and, and once that happens, like, actually, people say that Ali himself was part of these wars of apostasy, which is true. He was hmm. right. Um, 
And that's confusing to people because it's like, why is he killing people? Or like, why is he like stopping people who like won't believe in or who who won't accept the caliphate, right? But in my opinion, it's a lot more nuanced than that because what was happening right after the prophet's death was that there were other people coming out as the new prophet, right? Okay. Which is something that happens. Like when one prophet is dead, people will be like, I'm the next oh, one. Oh, like I'm the, uh, oh my, you know, like. You know, you should follow me now. Uh, you know, like this kind of stuff was happening. And it's a very volatile time because this empire had been established. And effectively, all the power was, you know, all concentrated within the prophet. He was the cornerstone of it all. Hmm. Right. So now with him gone, what happens? And so essentially, it, it's very, it's all very confusing, right, at this point. So people are lost. They don't know what to do. And so you have these splinter groups happening. And so... Uh, a lot of people believe, at least in the, from the Shia perspective, is that Ali had to stop these splinter groups from happening because the most important thing of all was keeping Islam together. You know, yeah. keeping people remembering that there is a Quran and there is a there are traditions of the Prophet that need to be followed, and people can't forget that. And so you need to consolidate this religion, keep it as pure as possible, because. According to the Prophet, he is the last of the prophets, right? Mm -hmm. And as a and as a Muslim, that's like one of the fundamental like beliefs, right? We believe that God that there's only one God, and you believe that Muhammad is his messenger. That is yeah. like the two words you say to convert yourself to Islam, right? Yeah. And when you say that Muhammad is his messenger, you're also saying that he is the only, or sorry, that he is the last messenger as well. Okay. That there's no one else after him. That's also a very important cornerstone of being a Muslim. If you, and this is where a lot of like people start to make problems right mm -hmm. um believing that there's other prophets is like right up you know like just that's immediate no no heresy but, but yeah within islam right so uh so ali was essentially part of this mission to stop these other splinter groups from forming right mm -hmm. and in the meantime he kind of had to go along he was essentially his hand was forced to follow with you know with, with the new caliphate that was being established because he was he was essentially being like kind of like just put to the side, right? Although he was part of a very important group, which is the family of the prophet, yeah. they were effectively sidelined very heavily. Like a lot of stuff was taken away from them, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of their status was taken away, which is very interesting because why they do that? Well, like it's interesting because you look at it like from a like if you're someone who's from the Christian faith looking at this, and you think, man, if Jesus had a family. And people who were there, like after him, right? The Jesus has di like has died. And yeah. His descendants are there. How would they be treated, right? Like, what would happen in those in that situation, right? It's very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what is happening here. You have this very important group of people, and they're effectively just not important anymore. Like you see within Islamic history, like they're like, what do they do, right? You hear about these caliphs and setting up these empires, but you don't really hear much about the prophet's family much after he's gone, right? Okay. And I think historically that's that's very important um, because a lot of stuff does happen. Like they had um, they had land that was taken away from them, very important, very rich land that was taken away from his daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're like whatever belonged to the prophet belongs to the people, right? And they just took it away, like. They had all these things were happening. Did the, they give the it to the people or? They just took it and it was part of their coffers now. Like it was just part of the empire. Like it was the Islamic empire's like okay. property kind of. All right. Right. They're like prophets don't leave inheritance. Like that's essentially what, what oh, was happening. Okay. Right? 
which from the Shia's perspective, that doesn't make any sense. Um, they don't, we don't know what the precedent for that is. Right. Okay. So this is where a lot of the tension starts happening, right? Like, as you can start to tell, because you have the family of the prophet that's heavily sidelined, weren't even there during the discussions of who would, who would become the next successor. And then you have some very interesting years that follow. Okay. So first you have these wars of apostasy. So essentially if you don't believe he's in the caliphate, you're dead. So Hmm. everyone's kind of forced to go in this direction. Um, and then how was successorship going to be passed on after the first caliph, right? Mm-hmm. Is then the next issue, right? What do you do then? Like, there was no precedent set up for that either, except for people just saying, hey, yeah, you should be it. <laughs> you know, like that was essentially the only precedence they had was like a communal sort of agreement on who should be the, the next leader. But they wrote it in paper. Well, no, because then what happened next was the second caliph was appointed directly like Abu Bakr directly said he's the next. Didn't the prophet kid. do that though? Like with he, with, with uh, Imam Ali. <laughs> like there's a whole event. Okay, yeah. So okay. So this is where the Shias come in, and they're like, you know what? This whole entire caliphate is a complete sham, right? Okay. Like it's just all a complete sham because they say that during the prophet's last pilgrimage. Okay, so you know how we have to do a pilgrimage to Mecca. Yeah. At least once in our life. Yeah. Um, this is something that the prophet did, right? Mm-hmm. And on his last, on his last pilgrimage, on the last sort of like, of like pilgrimage event that he did, there's an event in which is documented. It's documented by both Shias and Sunnis that it happened. So, okay. so both sides agree this, this happened. Yeah. Okay. There's agreement that it happened. Um, but the, there isn't an, an agreement on the interpretation of this event, right? Interpretation of the event, right? So what happens is, is that, um, the prophet stops his people who are about to leave because the pilgrimage has the event of the pilgrimage has ended. And the prophet tells the people before they leave, he gathers them up, tell them to come back, gather up together because he has an important thing to leave a uh, message to leave them. And he mm-hmm. says that Ali is your Mola. That's what he says, which is essentially what he's saying. And this is a problem with the Arabic language. And, and this is where the interpretation problem occurs is where people say, when he said Ali is, is, your, is the Mawla, in Arabic, Mawla can mean a lot of things. It can mean your friend. It can also mean your master. <laughs> okay, mm. so it can mean a lot of things. And people were thinking that he was saying that Ali is your friend, you know? Like, that's, that's what they think he's saying. Wait, so he, how come he couldn't be more specific? I mean, I think... You're going to say, say, yo, this is my successor. Follow this I dude. Think, I think no con- confusion. I think contextually it makes sense. Wait, contextually, bro. No, like contextually, like why would you stop a whole bunch of people to tell people something that they all knew? I don't know. Maybe they're just all tripping. Because <laughs> because here's the thing. When it comes to Ali himself, Ali was not just his cousin. He was a very important person in that in that in that world in that in the in Arabia, yeah. right? His father was a very influential figure, right? Very like um, he's also a very wealthy, very powerful figure, right? Ali's father. Okay. Um, he himself was an incredible warrior, you know. Like when you talk about the the battles in which the Prophet was a part of, if you read stories of Ali, you think he's like a superhero with the the way that he fights. Like as we're, I, I know you can attest to this as as we grew up. Ali was just like this this master of, of swordsmanship. Like, no one could beat him, yeah. right? Like, that's the story. It's like, no one could beat him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this isn't just some nobody. Like, this... Ali, also people... I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but he was raised by the Prophet as a child, like, ever since he was born, right? Because 
Ali, his, his parents had, had passed away. The, or sorry, the prophet. Both of the prophet's parents had passed away when he was young. His mother died during childbirth and his father died very shortly after. Right? Okay. So he was essentially an orphan. And he was taken in by Ali's father, right? His uncle, who was his uncle. Mm-hmm. So he ends up being older than Ali. He, he essentially takes care of him a lot of the times, right? Like he takes care of him at, ever since he was a child. So Ali and the Prophet have this very close connection to one another. Not only that they're related, but effectively he raised him, right? So this isn't just some nobody. It's not like he's saying like, hey... I don't think anyone's disagreeing with who he is. They're just yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying because the thing is, Mullah, like it's just, yeah. like, like you said, it's open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, bro? Well, I think I think I, if I remember correctly, the narration goes, he's like, if it's what was Antafi Mola Ali and Mola or something like that, where it's like, it, like if I'm your master, Ali is your master, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Like in that interpretation, would be like, you know. He, he's saying that like Ali is my friend and you should be your friend. Like that's the interpretation that essentially is used when people are like. So people just thought he was saying should, like you know it was like whatever, right? Oh my goodness gracious! It's it's very confusing, but at the same time, like it's it, these are very important moments. And as she is, we're like you know like this this why would this event even happen, right? Like why didn't people see this moment? And they're like, yeah, dude, of course Ali should have been the. I'm just the successor. Th- this whole time I thought. The prophet was being super specific, like, hmm. Ali is going to be the first caliph, okay? Any questions? Nope. All right, let's keep going. Well, but then no, he's, but, he's, but then you, open to interpretation. But see, now you have to ask, why would people not listen to that? Listen to what? Like, wh- like if, if this happened, this event, which I, which I know happened, right? Okay. I think there was a very particular reason as to why it happened. Like, why people didn't didn't agree right that he should be the successor later right i think there's a reason for that because don't you think this just doesn't make any goddamn sense i'm just super confused right but you have to understand within that context right that ali remember how we just talked about he was like a master swordsman right and like no one could beat him okay well guess who the prophet fought for the vast majority of the, for the mass majority of the fights were against who the Meccans. Some of the biggest battles were against the Meccans, right? Yeah. There's multi, There's very key battles within our Islamic history that are taught to us, right? But th- that doesn't mean no. But what no? But what happened was was that no, like the Meccan people. Guess who killed a lot of their family who were in those wars? Who? It would be the. It would be the Prophet's cousin. It would be Ali, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that was that was essentially what was the problem, right? Is that he was telling people that this man is going to be the next successor. And hey, don't forget. And then people were like, oh, this guy who like killed, every, like, you know, <laughs> killed our family, our people from our tribe. Yeah. Remember, like these people come from this tribal mentality. Right. And yeah. the prophet just straight up said that, you know, I, you know, after me is going to be this guy. Right. That's not what he said. And though. I feel you, I, you're saying I he said more law. Molom yes. is open to... And I believe that people knew exactly what he was talking probably about. Probably not. Dude. No, I think they knew exactly what he was talking about. If he was sidelined so easily, they, 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 the, people part, they, the people didn't know what we were talking about. No, no, no. It's the fact that all the people, that the majority of the people who were there, and this is a big discrepancy within Shias and Sunnis, is that I believe that the people who they consider the companions of the Prophet, they have, so in Sunni Islam, they have a very blanket um, sort of, statement about the companions of the prophet 
and that they're all like amazing people, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't say much bad about the companions of the prophet. And what constitutes a companion of the prophet? It means that they were around him while he was alive. Yeah. Okay, that's the companion of the prophet, essentially, right? Yeah. You have higher, you have people who are more highly, you know, referred to, such as Abu Bakr, such as just Omar. Uh, the people who were who became the caliphs later, these were very important people in that world, right? So you have some high-ranking, you know, companions, companions and some lower ones as well. And there's a blanket statement about them. You can't say anything bad about them. But from the Shia perspective, it's like these are just normal people. These are just people. People that not too long ago were burying their daughters, okay, their firstborn daughters. Mm-hmm. They believed in pagan god, pagan statues, and all of a sudden, these people are given a blanket statement that they are, you know, one of the best peoples hmm. ever, right? And so, like, that's where there's contention within Shia and Sunni communities. That, look, these companions, like, they might not be as great as everyone says they are, right? Hmm. Um, a lot of them might have been opportunistic, you know, in that, like, they're just waiting for the prophet to die and being like, all right, our turn's next. Wouldn't you think the prophet would know... The characters. That's why. Of that's, these why that's why he stopped and said, "Hey, guess who's the next successor to take over?" Because of course, like he knew he knew these people. But again, that's, these are his, that's not what he said. But though, man, we're going in circles. He said, right now. "He said, Mullah, dude." That's that's what I'm you saying. He just said it's open to interpretation. I'm saying that technically there is and there it can be interpreted, but within the Arabic language and and a lot of languages, like you know, curse words. Like there's a context to it. You could be calling someone the b word. All right, or you you could call someone like yeah, but you know, not everyone's going to understand that, like, exactly. Not everyone's going to understand, but I, I. But what I'm saying is that there is a contextual, there's context to what we say, okay. And I believe that in that context within this story, there there would be no point in even mentioning this event if what he said did not have any value to it, because people were straight up writing every single thing this man did, every single word he said. And so they recorded this event and they're like, oh, we don't know what to make of it. <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. Like, come on. It doesn't make sense. From a Shia perspective, from my perspective, I'm like, no, he said he is their master afterwards. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, if you think I like if you believe I am your master, Ali is going to be your master next. Like, that's essentially what he is saying in this in this event, which is called uh, Petir. That's what it's called. I mean, this is why there's Shia Sunni. Because well, no, no, but the thing is that Shistani wasn't even a thing after the prophet died. Like when Abu Bakr became uh, the caliph, there was it wasn't all of a sudden like people were like, oh, okay, we're Sunni now and they're Shia. Like no one said that. Mm. Shia and Sunni actually didn't come out until way later. It was it wasn't until way later, um, and this is after four after four or five caliphs have gone oh. that this concept becomes something, and it's because after. Uh, after Abu Bakr, after Omar, who's the second caliph, and then there's Uthman, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's Ali, right? Yeah. Ali finally becomes the leader of the Islamic world after three other caliphs, right? Okay. And within the Sunni um, school, you know, within Sunni people, you ask them, there's, there's four rightly guided caliphs, right? And Ali is one of them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, after Ali, there's like, there's no more, <laughs> right? They're no longer called the rightly guided caliphs. It's just... The caliphate, the right? Caliphate, yeah. After that, and so he later, so he is a revered person within the Sunni school of thought. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, um, no one will say anything bad about Adi ever. Mm. He, Sunni, Shia, you know, whatever. But the difference is that Shias have a very high higher regard for Ali than the Sunni school of thought do, mm-hmm. for sure. 
especially because they think he should be the leader and they believe that his family should have been the successors afterwards. And they believe that there's precedence for this. We believe that there's proof within the Quran for this, for the things the Prophet has said previously. Like, that's essentially where the divide becomes, you know? Hmm. And it's very funny that a lot of the fighting that's happened now, it's still because of these, like, events that happened during that very short amount of time. And so I just think it's important for people to know this because it's very confusing. And I think you should read that book because you are confused. I am confused. But even the book mentions this this event, right? Like, anyone you talk to, they mention this event. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really like kind of the bare bones, not very well described events that kind of occurs. What's killing me is that this could have been easily avoided. Well, in my, in my opinion, sure. But at the same time, I feel like this, this war, this time, right? People talk about the time in which the prophet was alive was an amazing time. At the same time, I think that it's not what people think it was, Right. Like, I think people fantasize about it too much, okay? Mm -hmm. In that, like, there are clearly issues within the Muslim communities even then, right? And I think that people don't understand that. Like, people think this was, like, a perfect period of time when the Prophet was leading the Islamic world. But I don't think so. Like, (laughs) like, Like, I just told you how vast the Muslim world was. He wasn't in every single part of these these you know lands like controlling it you know every little thing about it like there are like there are so many intrigues these are just people in the end you know like that's what i'm trying to get to Mm -hmm. that these are just normal people like you and me okay sure like way back then but still they're just people and people have tendencies and people have every person is different it's not like every person that surrounded themselves that's that surrounded the prophet were just perfect human beings right i shouldn't they have been though no, why should they? They were they were completely not that. They were they went to war with them. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, these are people whose like family members died by his hand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's a bad way to put it, but I'm saying like they died going against the prophet and his message of Islam, and now he he is the leader of them, mm-hmm. right? Like, what would you do? Would wouldn't you want revenge for something like that? That was actually something that was a big part of their their society. It was like these, um, you know, all the more blood reason, for blood, all this, you know, sort of business. Right? All the more reason to just be more specific. It's it's not just that. I I think the prophet could have straight up told it in their faces. Like, you know what? You guys will never be leaders. Only he will be the leader, right? Okay, that's perfect. I believe. Okay, and then what do you have the risk of? You have the risk of these people hijacking the religion and even just even maybe changing Islam from what the prophet had had told. Because that's that's really the one of the biggest things that with Christianity, especially Muslims, they're like Christianity changed after Christ was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, That it's really like. It's really like a Paul, like, you know, his... I mean, it it, it started after he died. Yeah, exactly. But, like, Paul really, like, kind of affected what happened, what became Christianity, right? That is really, like, some kind of Paulism, right? If you can call it that, right? (laughs) And they believe that parts of the Bible have been changed and this and that. Like, there are some... There there are some inconsistencies Mm -hmm. within Christianity, and they believe that the big reason for that is because a lot of it was just not from Christ himself that like, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, that's a whole nother topic, yeah. right? We could talk about like Islam and Christianity some other time, yeah. but this is all just inside Islam. 
Um, and I, have, I haven't even gotten to the juicy stuff, man. There are some, <laughs> there are some wars that happen. That like the first Muslim civil war that happens is one of the most fascinating events that happens within Islamic history. What is it? Because it's one of the first times that Muslim it's Muslim versus Muslim. Like before this event, the Muslims were always fighting non-Muslims, right? Mm-hmm. It was always like right the Prophet fighting the Meccans, right? Yeah. It, you know, it was always like stuff like that, and it was very clear that like the Prophet was just always was winning and as muslims were like you know he was fighting because of god right Mm -hmm. and he just you know could deal with any situation that came his way well all of a sudden we had this event um that is called um the battle of the uh the battle of the camel actually yeah and this is a very fascinating event we'll maybe leave it off at that because Mm -hmm. it's a very long topic um it's also laid out excellently in that book Mm -hmm. all the details of this battle but it's just you have you have Muslim versus Muslim, and you have Ali, who's the fourth caliph, fighting against the wife's uh, against the wife of the prophet. Whoa! I, uh, yeah, the wife's prophet Aisha. Literally, these two like titans of the Muslim world. Bro, this is Game right? of Thrones. Going at like going to war with one another, and it's so fascinating. <laughs> and it's also a very pivotal moment again with this whole Sunnishia thing. It is after this stuff that you start seeing like. You know the the the, the, the separation yeah. happened. You know, so maybe we'll leave it off of that. Oh man, we've gone through a lot of topics. It might have been a lot to get your head around, but essentially, a lot of the split is a issue of leadership. I guess is where we can leave leadership, it off. politics, and leadership interpretation. Politics. Yeah, exactly. At least like nowadays, <laughs> like whenever people get into arguments, especially like Sunnishio arguments, a lot of it comes down to like this interpretation factor. Bro, interpretation is such a big fucking problem. I believe I, I believe it's not a strong argument though. Like honestly, like because it, this is a language and there's context to these things being said and you can't just think that this is just thrown out there like for no reason, right? I think everything especially within the Quran and what things that the prophet said are all very deliberate and are very poignant things that are being said. All right. You're talking about the man who's the leader of the Islamic world and he's saying things and people need to pay more attention to it. At I'm least, just like, saying like why 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 is everything open to, to interpretation? Why can't it be concrete right there? This is this. It can be. It can be. What do you mean but it can be? It, it can be, but imagine if that wasn't there. Right? Just imagine, right? Imagine what? Just just think about it, man. If that interpretation wasn't there, right? If let's say he used another word. All right. All that right. was like, he is the successor. He's going to own all y'all when I'm gone. <laughs> successor is a that's, good word. That's straight up what he says. He's going to own you <laughs> after I'm gone. Imagine yeah. he says that. What are the ramif- what are the ramifications of that? He's not going to say he's going to own you. I'm but a successor saying, would be would be fucking awesome. I'm just saying that, that's I'm just saying I think he did. <laughs> In my opinion he did, but the people actively ignored it. That's what I think. Everyone happened. ignored it. Yes, everybody. Because if because the people who became caliphs afterwards and the other people around him wanted the power for themselves, if, and then if, if everybody ignored it, then there must have been a problem. There was. A, that's what I'm trying to say. It, there was a problem, and these were not perfect people. I think there were great people amongst the prophet's companions. I believe that there were amazing people amongst the, uh, amongst the prophet's companions. I just don't think all of them were. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I believe that it's a much more nuanced story. I think there's a nuanced history there that needs to be delved into. But it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Because 
like it, it just doesn't follow these like central tenets of Islam, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, like for example, not having leadership, right, is like a big no-no, right, within Islamic thought. Like from the time Adam was created, right, he had the knowledge of God and how, and he knew that God existed and what God wanted, right? Like mm-hmm. that's essentially like religion, right? What God wants from us, right? Yeah. From Adam until now. There has to be guidance for that, or else how can we be judged? Like, it doesn't, it's not fair, right? Like, how come, you know, like the prophet was alive when he was able, able to show everyone then what it would like to how to be a perfect Muslim? We don't have that, right? Hmm. So, how does that make sense? How could the prophet do something that's so abjectly, you know, against that way of way, like that core of that that is within hmm. Islam that, like, oh yeah, you guys just figure it out for yourselves later? I'm about to rebuttal you, but. It's going to go to, like, <laughs> another 45 minutes. Okay. I'll, I'll do it next time. All right. We well, think we ended off in a good place? Yeah. I'm, st- I'm pretty confused, but... Dang. It's all right. Well... Not like you I confused hope- me. I'm saying, like, I'm just confused why this shit wasn't more... Concrete. Concrete. That's why I'm confused. True enough, man. Yeah. True enough. I'm kind of with you there. I wish it yeah. wasn't, because... You know, we have a lot of problems with people trying to understand what's going on and trying to understand Muslims in general. Yeah. And this is at the core of it, right? <sighs> oh, All well. right. Well, maybe yeah. we could shed some light on on this. Maybe, maybe we hope we've taught you something that you didn't know. Yeah. And for things that are not factually there, please let us know. Please. Like... <laughs> I would love to have a podcast where we just list off all the things that we just like, oh, yeah, that, that's not right. Yeah. Oh, that's, I think I listened back to a couple of podcasts and I was like, I don't I think I think that's not totally right. Maybe. <laughs> just yeah. like on a factual level. Anyway, um, you know, we're just human. We ain't perfect. Yeah. But uh, we hope we got, we got to some core issues, especially with Sunnishia. It's never it's never clear, man. But it's um, unfortunate. Yeah, maybe we'll continue this discussion next time, yeah? Yeah. Right? right. What's our sign-off? Can you think of a good sign-off? Um, fuck. <laughs> That's not a good sign-off. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter. What was mm-hmm. it? At IncompatiblePDC. Yeah, at IncompatiblePDC. That's where you can send us questions, you can engage with us, as well as on SoundCloud, uh, where you can actually you know, comment and also like comment on different um, timestamps within the podcast on things we talked about, which we're sure mm. <laughs> with something like Slanishia is just, ah, oh, man, it's, I can't wait. it's a firestorm, but uh, we want to keep the conversation civil. Mm-hmm. We want to engage people. Again, we want to talk about history and all that, all that nonsense. We don't want to be making fun of people because that happens all the time with this Slanishia stuff. Yeah. You guys are this and now you guys are this. <laughs> But I think, you know, we're not just trying to keep it civil. And honestly, like, a lot of this doesn't have anything to do with, like, you know, trying to be a good person and trying to be your best and all that stuff. That's what we're just trying to strive for is just try to be the best we can. You know, we only want the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's try to remember that when we have our, these discussions, right? Yeah. And just try to seek the truth, baby. Ain't that's that right? That's all we need. That's all you want. All right. Follow us on Twitter, Incompatible, <laughs> PDC. <laughs> Follow us on SoundCloud, Incompatible Podcast. Subscribe to iTunes, Incompatible Podcast. And that's it. And until next time. Until next time. Peace out. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.